0: are you ready to be better? Not tomorrow, not by the end of COVID, but right
1: now. Thank you so much for tuning in to Figure It Out with James Monty and Cal Maxwell. People have got to be better and it starts right here. It is time to tackle life's toughest questions. On this week's episode, we discuss why it is okay to have regrets and how to move forward with them. You are listening live, ladies and gentlemen, from some time ago to figure it out with James Money, and Cal Maxwell. Welcome back to the show, folks. We are on what, week five now? Five. Crazy. Big things happening on week five. Um, we got a great show planned for you guys today. One quick note is that our plan moving forward is we're going to do alternating shows where we have an interview. And where we don't have an interview and it's just us talking. So last week, if you guys tuned in, we had Tanner Kuhn, who's an ER nurse, gave a great interview, great update on COVID. And this week, it's just James and I chopping it up. So we're really excited. We got some great nudes for you guys that we're excited to share. Um, So without further ado, let's just go ahead and get into the bottom shelf briefing. We're doing it this early? We're just getting right after it.
0: All right, let's do it. So James... What are we working with today? Guys, today, uh, we're going to mix it up a little bit. This one's this one's for all the ladies out there, and mm. fellas maybe too. Um, but I noticed through our analytics that we have a pretty 50-50 split between male and female, so yeah. it's only fair to recognize females, but we're, we're going with wine today. Mm. Um, I was actually a Harris Teeter earlier today, and I didn't want to make an extra stop to ABC store, so I was scouring the wine and looking for that bottom shelf, as we always do. And I found Oak Creek Vineyards, Cabernet Sauvignon. 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 So, uh, and we said 12 and a half percent mm-hmm. alcohol volume. This guy was two ninety nine. Was that with or without the Vic card? Without the Vic card. Without it. Wow. Unbelievable. That's a steal. Unbelievable. And they had a couple different varieties too. You get the white wine. Yep. Um, I don't know the names of all of them, but yeah. So Great. this is insane to me. So you want to give me a okay. little sniff test? We're yeah, back. give it a sniff test. Okay. Ooh. Nice. Am going on that? Give some that. So, yeah, just off the sniff test,
1: you can tell that it is a red. Okay. That may also come in on the visual test, but definitely can tell that from the sniff.
0: That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then also, guys, Oak Creek Vineyards, it says below, stands for Oak Creek Vineyards. Okay. So, I guess we'll go ahead and yeah. um, there's not any really mixers this goes with, so I can't really... I... I hope you um, I, I wouldn't. Answering. I hope you wouldn't. Please, for okay. the Lord. But yeah. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I'll drink to that. Okay. Let's give it a, a yeah. taste. Mm. Really, just gargle it all around. Get it in. That's every how crevice. you're supposed to taste wine. Get it in every crevice. When I went
1: to uh, France for study abroad, we did. We went to a wine tasting there, and that's you're supposed to like bend over and like, suck it through your palate.
0: Bend over and suck it.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, really poor choice of words right there, and mm-hmm. that's on me for sure. Okay. Um, but there is a certain technique you're supposed to do when tasting wine that we learned when we were in France. So it's pretty cool. I don't know what it does for you, um, but I, I'm really a fan of this. Wow. I am really – on the wine scale, out of 10, and again, can James refresh us on our scale there? Are we
0: bringing a new – the wine scale? Right, we're going to
1: bring in a wine scale. So what is a one on the wine scale?
0: So one on the wine – are we talking like
1: everything na- combined?
0: The nastiest like bikini bottom, like mm-hmm. you don't really ever want to get this for any occasion. Right. And then ten being, you know what? I think I'll go out and get that one. Yeah. Maybe like a, well, yeah, a really nice bottle of wine. Yeah. Okay.
1: So that's the scale. What are, what do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna give this I I am not a wine connoisseur by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it up
0: six. Okay. Ooh, yeah. That was really solid. Yeah, I thought so as well. Now, keep in mind, this is different from the regular scale. This is the wine scale. I'm going to go seven and a half. Mm -hmm. I also, too, think you should go and get this. In fact, I might get this again, and once again, I'm not a connoisseur either. Um, But, But yeah. For the price. Yeah.
1: And and the price price definitely boosts the value, for sure. And then,
0: disclaimer real quick, if you do not do well with hangovers, I would not... um, dive into this wine because mm. the headaches from these can be kind of uh extreme so brutal. the next morning so brutal to say the least yeah, that's that's the last thing i have to say about oak creek Semillon.
1: oak creek very nice yeah great start to the wine mm. scale there so mm. um check it out guys check it out so before we dive into our new to the day we had another great question come in this one is from delaney in durham who submitted this to our Instagram page at figure it out underscore podcast. Delaney, thank you so much for sending your question in. Delaney had a very interesting question. She said, What is the best apocalyptic weapon that is not a gun?
0: Mm.
1: That's a great question. Delaney,
0: that is one we have thought about for a long
1: time. Kind of feels like we're in the end of times right now, so mm-hmm. pretty re- relevant. Mm-hmm. And to me, it Im- immediately may- makes me think of The Walking Dead. Okay. And. Negan, one of the characters in there, has a bat wrapped in barbed
0: wire. Now, we did say earlier, for me, I'm not the strongest of guys by any means. The measurables don't jump off the They don't. Like we said in the first episode, go listen to it right now um, (laughs) if you haven't already. But a bat, for me, is just a little too top-heavy. I'm not going to get my full swing velocity for that one. Um, The barbed wire does add a lot to it, but I'm going to need something that's that's a little less top-heavy for me. you know, for me personally, I'm I'm thinking like a a mace. Okay. I believe that's that's with the isn't the that, chain with the spike ball. Yeah, is isn't that, what, that extremely top heavy though? What? Oh, is the ball heavy? Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming it is. Uh, well, I was gonna th- well, maybe if it's not it's like different. a steel ball, I was thinking like a le- a cheaper material for the ball okay. so I could it's swingable more. Um, so a lot of velocity in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I was thinking. What about you?
1: You know, I. I like things that I can do, like, one-handed with. Mm. So I make, like, a double hatchet guy. Okay. Let's get two hatchets swinging, you know, because they're not that heavy. But they can do some damage because you can throw them, like a tomahawk. And then you still got one, and you can take somebody out with that one, too. So I just feel like that gives you a lot of flexibility. You can be agile with them, and you can throw them. And you can just do hand-to-hand combat. Did we
0: just become the best friends?
1: May have. And one other interesting thought. Um, we had a friend who brought up the idea of nunchucks wrapped in barbed wire. But come to think of it, I don't know how you would hold See, those. If you crunch the numbers on that one. And, and it's not going to work I don't out. think
0: anybody comes out winning except for the zombies.
1: Yeah. Definitely so, not your hands. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, maybe don't wrap nunchucks in barbed wire. So, But a great question so from Delaney. Yes, Delaney, Delaney no. thank you so much. Thank man. you. Um, but we're going to go ahead and dive into our nude on that note, and this is one that, as we, we kind of mentioned it last week at the end of the show, and it's one that I think everybody can relate to. Um, but Matt from Asheville, North Carolina, says, hey guys, how do y'all deal with your regrets in life, and what are your biggest regrets? Mm-hmm. Everybody has regrets in life, mm-hmm. everybody has whether it. you like to admit it or not. Um, and so we thought it would be cool to dive into that second part of the question first and tell you guys what our biggest regrets are. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about getting transparent and nude on a question? This mm-hmm. is a great example this because we're going to be completely yeah. honest with our regrets in life. So, James, you want to get us kicked off with off yours? Do you want to go back
0: and forth, Guy? Yeah, yeah let's go forth. back and forth. Okay, Start us off. So for me, I'm gonna, we're going to start out... We'll start out a little lighthearted, shall we? Mm-hmm. And we'll gradually uh dive into a little further but for me my first regret is probably every hangover you know not one in particular comes to mind um they all just pretty much suck equally except if you do drink wine the night before that one sucks a little more um but that really just puts you out for a day maybe even two so that's that's one of my first regrets right there
1: yeah and i'm gonna start lighthearted as well so If you guys know us or have listened to our past shows, we, you know, we graduated from NC State University and I grew up just an absolute diehard psychopath NC State fan. But one of my biggest regrets, this may surprise some listeners, I regret that I did not apply to UNC, to North Carolina. Why do you regret that? I'm glad you asked. Mm -hmm. The reason is a lot of UNC fans and people like to say, oh, you went to NC State because you couldn't get into Carolina. That's not the case at all. I just had zero interest in going there. NC State was the only school I applied to because I knew I wanted... I was like, I don't want to go anywhere else, so why would I waste my time? But I wish I would have applied just to say I got in, you know, so that I could say, hey, I did get in, but I turned them down because I wanted to go to state. So, and I could go on for that mm-hmm. for days. We'll leave it at that. But yeah, all of that said is, of course, with all due respect, UNC is a great school. Both my parents have a degree from there. I have a ton of great friends that went there, but I just did not want to go there. But it, it really is a great school. So, James, hit us
0: us with your next one. Uh, Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys, for tuning in this week, I guess. Um, (laughs) No, okay. Yeah, we'll get a little serious now. Uh, For me, this is a little tough, um, and I'll go into it. But my second regret is I wish I was a little more mature with my first serious relationship. Now, keep in mind for me, my first serious relationship being in high school. So how serious and mature can you really be? So there's really not much in hindsight that I could do about it, but you always just wish that you were better your past self. Um, but for me personally, I I had a a fling that went on and off a little bit for a lot of my high school career. And I, I, in hindsight, I learned a lot about it. Um, but for me personally, at the time I was a hundred percent not ready for a relationship. You kind of want to get in one because you might see other people do it and you think, Oh, I'm in high school. Maybe it's the time to try it a little bit. And And it is to some extent. Um, but by no means was I ready to it. I don't think me personally, I was, I was mature enough to how I handled myself. I, I was definitely not ready to like socially, physically take care of somebody else for a mm-hmm. little bit of time. So that's, that's one of my biggest regrets is I, I wish I would have – maybe not. I definitely – I'm glad I went into that relationship, but I, I just wish I would have handled it a little differently. So we'll kind of leave it at that. Yeah.
1: And I think moving forward, we will have a series mm-hmm. that we'll do on relationships. where mm-hmm. We'll have some different guests on to talk about that because, mm-hmm. again, James, to address the elephant in the room – we are single mm. and there's probably some reasons behind that. It's a massive elephant. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty scary, but that kind of, my second regret is also related to that in a, in a fashion. Um, mm. so there was this time in college where there was this girl I could have asked out and I was really hesitant and I did not end up asking her out. Mm. And I really regretted that. And looking back and I'm like, man, I really wish I would have just gone full send there and sent it. honestly, wouldn't have surprised me if she said no, but I would have known, you know, so I don't really have closure there. So I definitely regret that. And again, who knows if it would have worked out or not. But just the fact that I don't know and the fact that I'm just like, man, I really wish I would have sent
0: it. And that that's probably one of the most common ones for a lot of people, it I feel like. Is, yeah. And so my my thing is about that one, you know, if if you think in the past version of yourself, it wouldn't have been a big deal to ask and, and got rejected you probably wouldn't even remember that really today, maybe even if it wasn't that big yep. a deal to you. So why is it still a big deal for people nowadays? Cause mm. you still face that same regret probably a lot of the time, but if yep. it wasn't that big a deal in your past self and you just wish you would have done it, if that challenge comes up to you now in your present self, why not do it? Because wow, you know, you know Yeah.
1: That's a great point. Yeah. So, great point. All right. Third
0: one. Uh, third one for me is this one really hits home for me, but it was lying to my parents. Mm. Um, so, and I won't get into a lot of the details, but yeah, basically um, there was one night when they had to come pick me up. Um, I actually got a ticket, a mm-hmm. speeding ticket, um, and I lied about where I was coming from. And so it was just a multitude of a different things that I did wrong that night. Um, but looking back on it, it was one of those where I wasn't only punished, but it was one of those where they were just disappointed in me. And those, those are the ones that hurt and the They hurt
1: so bad. You know the typical phrase, mm-hmm. I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed? Mm-hmm. That's like cliche, but it it hurts, yeah.
0: And I don't know if my mom remembers this as much as me, but I can remember sitting in church the following Sunday that before this happened, and she was in the pew next to me, and she was just crying, and I hundred percent know what she was crying about. Um, so that really, that almost makes me tear up thinking about it right now. But yeah. that is one of my biggest regrets in life is is disappointing her. So
1: yep, that's tough. Yeah. My, my third and final one that we're going to share today is a family-related one as well. Um, so it has to do with my grandfather, um, my dad's father. Um, and he passed away several years ago. Um, but a couple years before he passed away, he had a really bad accident where he was cutting off a tree limb um, with a chainsaw. Um, he was just, he should not have been doing it. But he was just such a stubborn, hard-headed farmer who just, you know, he was just a blue-collar guy. Hands in the dirt, just grinded, just the definition of grind and just such a great role model and great example. But after he had that accident, um, you know, just the medication and the surgeries, he was never quite the same, I guess, after that. Um, And so one of my biggest regrets is just not taking the time to get to know him before that. Um, you know, I remember my dad encouraging me and my sister to always ask our grandparents, you know, like, what was your life like when you were growing up? Ask them questions because they just love to share that kind of things with their family. And I just never really, I definitely took that for granted. Um, and so I definitely regret not, I, you know, getting to know him more when he was um, in his prime years. Um, so that, that definitely hurts. Um, and having the great relationship with my father that I do have has made that a little bit easier just because I think my dad is so much like him that I've been able to move past that a little bit. But that's still something I think about from time to time. It's like, I really wish I would have taken advantage of that.
0: It's tough because you, you think about that only when you reach a certain level of maturity that when you're younger, you don't think about reflecting on stuff like that. So it, it really hits you at a, at a very bad age, unfortunately. Exactly.
1: Um, so then the question becomes now that we have these regrets, How do we move past them? What do we do with them? And how do we go forward? Mm -hmm. And I think there's a couple of things that I was really thinking about when we got this question. The first one is, you know, what do we do with these now? The first you have to, it's cliche, but you have to accept them and learn from them. But one important piece of accepting them is understanding the difference between conviction and shame. Mm -hmm. So conviction is when you know you messed up, Mm -hmm. right? It's like that initial like, oh my goodness, I blew it, right? And yeah. we all have conviction. I mean, hopefully, you have conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have conviction on some level. And it's like when you really realize you messed up. It's like, it's like you know, when you, a uh, silly example is when you run a red light. And for a second, you're like, oh, crap, I hope no one noticed. You done know, that,
0: done that once or twice. Yeah, <laughs> we all
1: have. So you get that conviction. But then there's shame. Shame follows conviction.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So shame is something. That is incredibly dangerous. I think conviction is a good thing because it helps us align ourselves with our values and recognize that we messed up and can do better. Shame is what follows that. And that is where we allow that mess up to eat at us, that regret to just build inside of us until it just starts to destroy. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, conviction is a good thing. But we have to get rid of shame. When it comes to regrets in our life, we have to get rid of that shame. Part of accepting that is saying, hey, I recognize I was convicted by my wrongdoings, and but I have to move forward with that. Because the shame is just – it's not only detrimental to maybe the person that you affected with your poor decision, but it's also extremely detrimental to you because it just eats away at your heart and at your soul.
0: I feel like with shame, it you almost – you're almost blind to that same thing that you regret in the past. You're Mm -hmm. almost blind to it happening in the future and you let it happen to you again. Yeah. I feel like shame can be that powerful. So
1: absolutely. And so I think a huge step into getting rid of shame is to acknowledge that conviction, take advantage of that conviction, whether that is apologizing and forgiving yourselves. So forgive yourself for doing that because we all make mistakes. We're all people. We all have things that we wish we wouldn't have done or things we wish we would have done. But If it involves somebody else, part of recognizing that conviction is apologizing, you know, and that hurts, but you have to apologize to the person that it affected or to the situation that it affected. And that allows you to heal. Forgiveness is such a great healer to us. Mm. Um, And so in order to move past that shame, you have to forgive.
0: Amen. Yeah. That's all I got on that.
1: That's all I got. Um, So next one we thought is, um, you know, let these provide urgency in life. So, you know, going back to the silly example I have of not asking that girl out when I wish I would have, you know, it's kind of like I can use that for good now and say, hey, you know what, if there is an opportunity down the road, might as well send it, right? Full send.
0: There will be those opportunities. There
1: will. Well, I hope. I don't know. But you got to take full advantage of those opportunities. They don't always come along. So you have to take advantage of them. So again, I'm one of those guys, like I mentioned in some of the past episodes that I have to be, like, productive. Mm -hmm. So I love things that motivate me and keep me going. So I use those regrets and say, hey, I didn't like the way that made me felt. I'm moving past that, but I'm learning from it, and I'm going to let it motivate me to not let that happen again.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was going to say the same thing. My motivation is almost when I see that same thing happening to me in the present that it it happened to me in the past, my motivation is almost the fear of letting people Mm -hmm. down again. So, I mean, that it'll never happen again in the future because of that fear. And inside that, the question that I keep asking myself over in my head, if I see whatever regret happening to me in the present or future, I'll ask myself, why, why hurt the ones that, that love you Mm. or why hurt them again? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, and and that kind of goes back to lying about my, to my parents. I, I don't want to hurt my mom and dad ever again. So I'm I'm never going to be in that situation ever again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I like, it's just a motivator. Yeah. And that's that's a great point. Okay, number 3. I think the most valuable wisdom comes from your biggest failures. Because it's easy to sit and read a book and, you know, take bits and pieces of wisdom, but you mm-hmm. never really truly understand the lessons until you live them. Mm-hmm. You know, and so one of my favorite movies is The Dark Knight, but in the the movie before Dark Knight, Batman Begins, Bruce Wayne's dad asks him, "Bruce, why do we fall? And he says, so we can learn to pick ourselves up. And I think that's, I love that movie. It's a great movie. But on top of that, I think that's a great lesson to learn. It's like, we're going to have these failures. We're going to have these regrets. But they teach us how to pick ourselves up and move forward through that. So experience really is the best teacher. And that's how we're going to be able to move forward from these regrets.
0: And at the end of the day, we are all just trying to figure, figure it, it out. out. Yeah. So, uh, Absolutely. And
1: so I think you know, looking back on my life, I try to take advantage of my time with my family now. So I'm very blessed to still have both my mom's parents living and have a great relationship with them. Yeah. And so when I'm with them, you know, it's like, how can I, you know, hear about their stories? How can I hear about their lives? Mm-hmm. And going out of my way to, to give them a call or to go and see them. Um, one great memory I have with them was after we went to the Panthers game this past mm-hmm. year. I went and um, had dinner with them one night, which was just a great, great time. Um, so, again, just recognizing those failures in your life and those regrets, yeah. they teach you wisdom yeah. if you allow them to. Mm-hmm. You can either allow that shame to eat at you and destroy you or you can turn that shame into wisdom.
0: Mm. So I'll say to kind of act on, if, if you guys are following us this far, think of maybe your top one or two or three regret, regrets and how you can act on those right now. Like for me personally, lying to my parents, one thing I could do right now simple as just sending a text to my parents saying I love you and that's just, just being steadfast in your love to them And it shows them that you care. And and there's so many things that you could do, even that are so little minute that you could do right now to act a little bit to make sure that you don't follow those traps that you did in the past.
1: And it's all about taking those small steps. Mm. If you really want to move forward from a situation, you have to be willing to take the small steps. You know, everybody talks about giant leaps of faith and those are great, Mm. but sometimes it's the small steps that are the hardest, but the most important. So, you know, apologizing maybe is a great place to start. Forgiving yourself is another great place to start. Take those baby steps, guys. Um, life's a marathon; it's not a sprint. So we've got to we got to figure it out.
0: You got to, and you probably along the way have to put a couple of band-aids on your nipples.
1: Is that okay? Um, yeah. So you know, think about that. Like James said, think think about those regrets, and just really think about how you can turn that shame into wisdom. So that that was a deep one, man. Mm-hmm. That was. Some of those really hit me hard, to be yeah. honest with you. I didn't really think about them beforehand, and they really hit me hard. But um, that's—it's sometimes a great thing to do—is talk about it, yeah. right? Chop it up and just mm-hmm. dive into the regrets.
0: And, and if you guys feel like if this opens something inside you, if you want to just shoot us a message on our Figure It Out podcast Instagram, just letting us know what your deepest regrets are. Absolutely, that'd be cool
1: too. We're all about it. We're, yeah. We want to, you know, be a light and help you guys any way we can. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. That was good. That was a really good nude. Um, Thank you again to Matt from Asheville, North Carolina, who sent in that question. Great question. A lot to unpack there. Really great stuff. So next week's show is going to be an exciting one. We have a great friend of ours, Hamza, coming onto the show. He's got some great stuff he's going to share with us. I'm really excited about it. He's going to share with us, honestly, a little bit of a dark topic. There's a humanitarian crisis going on that a lot of people do not know about. And he's going to share a lot about that with us and with our audience, but Hamza's a great guy. We met Hamza through Spirit League, um, which you guys have heard us talk about. That is the basketball program for um, teens and young adults with special needs that James and I helped start back in 2016, and we had one of the coolest opportunities ever, James. Um, When we played, so our Spirit League athletes, athletes did a scrimmage at halftime of the NC State versus Duke game one year. Back when Zion was there. Zion was massive. He's huge. Oh my god, he was packing too. Yes, he's a a big fella. Really cool experience though. That's honestly an all-time memory for me. Being able to see NC State and Duke play in Cameron with Zion there. State lost. Tough. Markel cooked a little bit. So it's all good. But, really cool experience from that is we got to be the halftime show. We were on the court. I'll, I'll never forget that moment for sure, but... One great thing that happened from that is we had two Duke students who saw the halftime show and were so excited about Spirit League and what all was going on there. They reached out to us, became a part of Spirit League, and we've gotten to know Hamza through Spirit League and him just being a phenomenal coach with our athletes. He's a great guy. I'm really excited to hear what he's got to say. He's somebody that just has a great heart for for just people and, and just – there, there's a lot of important stuff he needs to share with us. It's Honestly, it's it's depressing stuff, but it needs to be said, needs, needs to be heard. Um, and he's going to share with us a charity for the month as well. That wraps up this week's show. Guys, we hope you had an awesome and safe 4th of July. We love you guys. We're praying for you. Check us out on Instagram. Send us your nudes, as in your questions. Mm.
0: God bless. Please don't send us any more nudes. Bye.